How well has Florida State recruited to get to this point, and how well do they have to recruit to continue to be a top-five team? You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back into another edition of Locked On Seminoles. I am your host, Brian Smith. Thank you for making this your first podcast each and every day. We are part of the Locked On Network where you can find your podcast anywhere you get them. And you can also find us on YouTube, part of the Locked On Network, your team every day. Now, today's episode is going to be a beginning. Very important because I know I'm going to get messages about this. And it is not going to be a complete deal because this is a humongous piece of information if you do it right. And quite frankly, in 30 minutes, I can't come close to that. Over the next few weeks, I'll dig more into it in different segments. But today is basically, and I got this email from John Decker. Shout out to John about this. If you want to understand the blue chip index, uh, the recruiting index, et cetera, my buddy, uh, Bud Elliott, from 24-7 Sports does. He does an incredible job. Go look at it. Just type in Bud Elliott, Blue Chip Index or whatever. There's no shortcut here. It is a lot of research. There's no shortcut. And there's a video and stuff. He can break it down a little bit for you. I'm just going to touch on that and then look at it from a segmented part, like with defensive linemen, more important positions, and also talk a little bit about the transfer pool. I'm trying to give the surrounding edges of it and how teams end up in the playoff and competing for a title. That's what this is about, Florida State, where they are now, how they got there, et cetera, and what's next. All of that is is a lot of information. Like I said, in a 30-minute podcast, can't dive into a ton of details, but I'm going to give a lot of the snippets, and later on we'll come back around to it and get involved. But anyway, it's fun to talk some some of these things out in the open because usually it's just us guys in the recruiting industry. We're watching recruits talking about this kind of stuff. A lot of fans may not know about it. And I just kind of wanted to do a show anyway. So again, shout out to John. Uh, He sent me the email and I'm like, you know what? It's time to do this game time. This is our sponsor. Lead into the show, download the game time app, create an account, use code locked on college for 20 bucks off your first purchase game time. Now, all right, here's here's the deal. The overwhelming thought that Bud has talked about and a lot of us, and we have our own systems, but he's done this for years. If you don't sign by the 24-7, this is the system he uses, the 24-7 composite, 50% or more, you're not going to really have a chance to even make the playoff, more or less. That's just the way it is. You need four or five-star recruits, more of them than the other guys. Pretty straightforward. And it's kind of hard to argue. The numbers backed it up. And he again, go read his stuff. I'm not trying to steal his, his thunder. I'm going to kind of take this in my own direction here in a second. But that's an overwhelming thought in general. We've talked about this for 20-some years since I you know went back to when I was at Rivals, so 99 or whatever it was. The point is this. You have to have elite recruiting out of the high school ranks to consistently get to the top. Obviously, this year's Florida State team is – very unique with the portal and what they've done. Off the top of my head, it's about 15 players in the starting lineup. 
that were from the portal. Um, that's, that is not the norm. Uh, Bud and some other people, you can go through and find articles on this all over. The transfer portal has not led to titles. Um, Georgia is not really using it that much. They've had a few. Bama's had a few. Uh, the receiver a couple of years ago was a stud that was a transfer. But by and large, the teams that are going to the playoff consistently use high school recruiting and they recruit the elite kids and they win those battles. As the old saying goes, there is no shortcut. Either you signed the elite players or you didn't. Now, to that point, Florida State's around, just in case you're wondering, give or take 50%, I think, maybe just below, but that's just a whole. My objective here is to talk about it's not every position is not the same. For instance, if there's an elite offensive guard in the draft and there's an elite quarterback and you're next up on the board in the NFL draft without even looking at it, why in the world would you take the guard over the quarterback when the quarterback dictates wins and losses far more often? Kind of dumb, right? Well, that's what I'm going to go down. There are three positions that change games more than any other. It is not close. Quarterback, corner, and D-line. Depending on the player and how good the schemes and the teams that are playing, the weather, there's a lot of variables. Any one of those positions can dictate the game at the college level. NFL is a little more like it's almost always quarterback with the rules in the NFL and where the hash marks are, but that's another discussion. At the college level, quarterback's most important, usually D-line and then corner, although those two can change a little bit if you truly have like a top 10 pick at corner. Now, here's the deal. I've got all these notes on here. And I used a few barometers to give different perspectives on how important these positions are. This is, this is just straightforward. In 2022, the top 50 kids for 24-7, I just use them. Sometimes I use rivals, sometimes on three, whatever. There are five schools that have consistently in the last seven, eight years been at the top of the recruiting rankings in some capacity. Georgia, Bama, LSU, Clemson, Ohio State. Those five, they're in the top 10 every year, blah, blah, blah. And even when Clemson's not, they are by recruit rank in terms of their rating individual. They don't sign as many kids, but they don't lose as many kids. They're very, very unique. But out of the 2022 top 50 kids, 20 of those players signed with those five schools. 20 out of just five. Which schools are going to the playoffs the most often? Those are the ones. And if you go back and look at like 17, 18, 19, it's going to be the same kind of deals. More specific, let's talk a little bit about the positions, the defensive linemen. A couple of years ago, in a back-to-back group, there was like nine players, I think, excuse me, three years, nine players that were really good defensive linemen from the state of Georgia. That, that state per capita, especially big-body D-linemen, constantly puts out big-body defensive linemen that have numerous recruits go on to wherever they want. Seven out of the nine signed with Georgia, Bama, and Clemson. Which teams are going to the playoffs? It's very specific here. Florida State used to get a lot of those kids. They don't. If they want to consistently get there, and we'll go into this more, they got to start getting more of those kids. I know that the portal has been the home run for Florida State, but Jordan Travis, is he really a portal kid anymore? And it's the most important position, quarterback. Is he really a portal kid anymore because he's is this his fourth year in the program? It's not like you think of it in general. You think of transfer portal, you think, boom, like instant impact. He just got here. He's going to do something. Keon Coleman, great example. But they 
they have a guy now that's developed at a really hard position to learn in quarterback. It's not the same as any other position in sport, let alone the game of football. Hats off to Jordan Travis. Norvell and his staff have brought him along. He's gotten better and better. That's great. That is not going to be the easiest way to get there. Look at the teams that have been to the playoffs. Again, how many of them have been using the using the portal to really get there? Florida State might be the first quote-unquote breakthrough team this year to do it. And maybe that's the new trend. But to date, to date, you win with the elite high school recruiting. Fact. That is the playoff era that started in 14. Those are the teams that are getting there. And you got to prove me wrong that it's going to be consistently different moving forward. And we don't have enough data yet. But here's the other thing. With Florida State being around 50% of their roster on that borderline four-star and up, that's still pretty darn good. So I'm going to – I got it here on my phone. Here are the, are the schools, like some of them that made this 50% and up, and there's still some holes in it because of the portal. This makes it very much convoluted. Auburn was one of them that made it. Their roster is really weird, really weird, especially on defense because they've had so many guys transfer out with the coaching situation. This is just the beginning. The other part of this that's almost impossible to track – is the portal mixed in? But and some other different people have done that. That's not my area. I just want to see you load your gun with as many bullets as possible. Then it's coaching and development. Yeah, like Clemson has the best retention rate of any school in the country for elite recruits. It's a different deal on how he does it, but you can still do it with a little bit of portal. I just think moving forward, Florida State will be better off if they can get more high school kids so they can slowly develop them all the way through, especially O-line and quarterback. Those take the longest anyway. These schools, I'm just going to kind of throw out there that none of these will surprise you. I went through and guessed. I got 14 of the 16. See, Bama, Ohio State, Clemson, Texas, Texas A&M, Georgia, uh, Michigan, Ohio, uh, Notre Dame, Penn State. Uh, who am I missing? Oklahoma's in there. Clemson, if I didn't say them. Uh, Southern Cal, Auburn was in there. I did not expect Auburn. I had Tennessee. I was wrong. Florida, Florida State was just off the cuff. Who else did I miss? Oregon made it. And I think that's it. So it, it's right around 16 teams. There's not that many. Most schools are in that 30 to 50% range that are decent power five schools. It's, it's hard to get a lot of four-star players. So Florida State, based on the location of the school, the history and all of that, it shouldn't be that hard moving forward, and I really don't think it will be, to be truly honest. I think that Florida State, especially since they're going to be top 10 this year, even if they lost to Clemson, that, that probably would be the most likely loss. There's some other tough games. We'll see, but they're probably going to be a top 10 team. You should see the 25, 26, 27 classes benefit quite a bit. So uh, second segment, we're going to talk a little bit of how the transfer portal can be better used as a supplement, which Florida State's done to a certain degree. But moving forward more as a supplement, it's very important to have that and why Florida State, quite frankly, should be able to in specific positions. That's very, very important. Remember, specific positions. LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you can have access to the best qualified candidates that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. I personally know about this. 
Unfortunately, hiring interns is not the easiest thing. I've had a few really good ones in the last few years, and I've had some really, really bad ones. If you do not do your due diligence, use a job service like LinkedIn, that's that's going to behoove you to do so. And I wish I would have used LinkedIn for this. You can do it in a lot of different ways and find the right candidate for you. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to and faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Yeah, it's not easy. All right, segment two. If you want to really win with high school recruiting, it's like I was briefly mentioned in segment one. You have to find a way to segment a few play. You know, the guy gets hurt. It could be a five-star kid, breaks his, breaks his leg, whatever it is. You have to find ways to get little segments of your roster better through the portal. I get it. But it's still best to go through. Where Florida State has not been as consistent, especially during the four years that they had a losing record, it's very simple. They didn't recruit D-line, O-line in particular, very well. And then they they didn't hit on as many guys at the skill spots like they used to. It wasn't terrible, but they didn't get as many. And they just found a way to, to not be consistent. They'd have a hole here, a hole there. And the next year it was this guy. And if they had an injury, they didn't have a replacement that was anywhere near as ready. And teams could take advantage of those spots. And then a really good player at another position, especially if it's a defensive guy, they would just go away from him and focus on the area that had a weakness. That has been shored up better than anybody, Norvell and his staff, with the portal. I will argue to the end of the earth that Florida State is the number one evaluator of talent with the transfer portal. If you don't believe me, go watch the LSU game again. Go through and look at the jersey numbers. Okay, who's that guy? Look where they came from. About half the playmakers were transfers. I don't think anybody's done as well, including Southern Cal, even though they got Caleb, because of the balance that Florida State's had. Here's my question for you, though. And think about this seriously. How long can you do that? Year after year, including quarterback, and still be a top five team? Is it realistic? Think about that just for a moment, because if you, especially quarterback, you miss a quarterback, it's over. Florida State or anybody else for that matter, if you're wrong at at one position, just don't want to be QB, but they also, there for a while, they missed on O-line, bad. Part of that was Jimbo and the transition. They had the wrong coaches, et cetera. Now they got it back on track. They're starting to get better. But this is the key thing they need to do. That stat I brought up in the first segment, about 20 out of 50 out of those five schools. Well, here's the other part with that. If you miss a quarterback again, you're done. Receiver is more specific than that. This is one of those sub points that gets into a tangent. Playmaker wide receiver. It's not about numbers. It's about dude. Can you get a guy out on the field that the other team has to adjust to? What do you think teams are going to have to do now that Keon is out there? There's probably not a more difficult matchup team than Florida State this year in the country. You could certainly make that argument. Number two with that, it also makes it a lot easier. If you need to go up-tempo at the end of the half or something, you can score quickly, easier than other teams. There are just so many little things. But it still comes down to the three. Quarterback, 
corner D-line. Florida State is not recruiting specifically D-line the way those other schools are, and they've just killed it in the portal, and they've had a couple guys like Peyton, a few guys they've hit on, but the elite five-star kind of kids, they haven't. I don't know if you can continue to do that. They've started to pick up, but they need to get one notch higher, just one, to consistently get there. And, and the funny part about it is it's only like one kid a year. If you added from, say, 20, 21, 22, and 23 classes, all four of those, is one guy a year that was either an elite D-end or an elite D-tackle. I don't even care which one it is. Their transfer portal situation would have been different. Who they even would have went after and you would have had more chemistry in the locker room theoretically. Again, I can't even explain how Florida State's done so well with the portal, but it does not match anywhere else. They're the only school that's really done that. I don't think USC's anywhere as good as their ranking, just as an example, because they haven't done as well with the portal O-line, D-line. They've done good, but they're they're not physical enough. That's part of that's development and coaching. But if Florida State can get a little bit better there, you're going to see them even after Johnny and these guys are gone, even after Jordan, even after Keon. Florida State can have less of a quarterback and an offensive explosive team and still be in the top 10 with a chance to get a top four seed in the playoffs. Remember, next year, starting next year, it goes to 12. So that's a whole different ballgame. Um, beyond the reliance on the portal, and this is the part that is fun because I remember when Florida State used to be the hunted, in recruiting and not the hunter. I really think that it comes down to this. I'm using this as a barometer. LSU, Alabama, and Georgia over the last 20 years, and you can throw Ohio State in, uh, Clemson a little more new to this. Those are the schools that if you go back, I don't I don't need to research it. They're going to have the most high-profile players out of the high school ranks at the D-line. Florida State used to always be top three in that. Recruiting, production, NFL draft, the whole nine. They're on that cusp again through the portal and high school. It's a nice combo. But think about with the ability of Norvell and his staff, if they could just cut two or three players a year that they have to take in portal, and they were bringing them into the high school, maybe a Juco kid every now and then too, corner or whatever, like this year's corner classes, fantastic. You got Ricky who doesn't get near enough attention. I plan on going and seeing him in a couple of weeks, but you have all these talented guys coming in. If they could just add just a couple more high school kids a year, you're probably going to be better in the locker room, et cetera. I'm not saying it's the only way to do it. It's just, that's what the data shows so far. And Florida state is ironically the outlier because I do a Florida state podcast, but it is what it is. Last thing here to get to that point, Beating LSU, Bama, Georgia in their own backyard is important. But I also want to add in a couple other things. Auburn is on the rise, and it's not any surprise. They've got a coach that's actually competent again. Alabama is still Alabama. I know the LSU just got smoked by Florida State, but they're a recruiting power. They're going to have to beat those schools to take that step. I have no idea how it's going to do, but just note, I'm going to talk more about this in about a month maybe two months from now, the state of Georgia in 25 has three or four of the best defensive linemen in the country, maybe the best player in the country from Savannah, et cetera. Florida State has to win some of those battles. Norvell and his staff, if, if any of them are watching this, they know exactly who I'm talking about. I know at least one of them is already committed to Georgia. doesn't mean they can't flip them. They already flipped 
couple of Georgia kids. And they've also done something else. They've beaten them for some other kids head to head this year. So why not? But that, if they do that, I guarantee you Florida State will rise up and they will definitely be a consistent top 10 team, not just like one or two years in a down year. Like we're talking three out of four years, top 10. They just, they got to get some of those kids. It could be other positions besides D-line, but that's the biggest one. Um, Real quick, before I forget, college football season is here. Locked On is kicking off our coverage with Locked On College Kickoff Live every Friday. It is 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. It is a live show with guys like myself covering Florida State and every other channel. They come on the show, preview games, talk about the playoff implications. could be recruiting. It could be anything going on, conference realignment. Make sure you check it out. All you have to do is go to the YouTube channel you want to. It be Locked On Seminoles. could be one or the other Locked On. They all carry it live 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern time every single Friday. So um, before I get into segment three, Note that the balance for recruiting is the other key with all this. I'd mentioned earlier how Florida State, if you think about from 18 to 21, anywhere through there, there were a lot of games they were in, and then some team they were playing, maybe not overall as talented them, they'd find a hole that Florida State had. Remember those games like up by three, up by 10, whatever, and uh-oh, they find a guy and they just they hammer it. Whether it's running at somebody, throwing at somebody, Maybe their defensive player took away one of your – whatever it was. There was a position out of whack. Sometimes it was obviously Florida State's offensive line. We're going to talk a little bit about recruiting balance and how important that is in terms of development because it can hurt other spots that are actually good because then they're not utilized as much, and that's rough. So that that's, that, that's the next part up on this deal. Um, we have to make sure, by the way, that – Florida State is not underrated right now. I'm not taking anything of what they've done because, again, their portal is unbelievable. Game time. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. Game Time guarantee means that you'll always get the best price 100% 100 of the time. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will give you 110% of the difference. Uh, The Game Time app is really easy to use. Just a quick note. You can scroll through and find what you're looking for, no matter the genre. Just download the app, check it out. It's pretty darn easy. Snag the tickets without stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On College. Twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On College for twenty dollars off Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, for you loyal folks here at segment three, this is kind of the techie stuff. This is how it really works in the world of the back office, Florida State or anywhere else. These notes that I have, this is, this is how it works. These are the things that coaches stress about. 
Did we get enough guys at this spot? Did we get enough versatility? Are we missing something? Did we get a component that isn't just good, but has a chance to be elite? All those little things that coaches are nuts all about, that's what this segment is. So let's talk about recruiting balance. If you have, um, let's say, five defensive linemen in a two-year period that are really, really good, okay, that's great. But what if you only signed one linebacker in that same period? Is that going to augment the defensive linemen that you signed? Those are the things that college coaches get nervous about, and rightfully so, because then teams find ways to beat you up. You've got a junior that's really good, no sophomores, and then four freshman linebackers in a three-year period. It's probably not going to work out well. You better hit the portal in that case. That's what I've got down here on my notes talking about it. You still got to use some portal. Every now and then injury, something goes wrong. But if you have big gaps where you missed by two or more, how many you needed at a spot out of the high school ranks? No bueno. That is going to cause you problems. The other thing with this, think about Florida State's line play. They missed on guys and they didn't always get the right numbers right before 220 and then after. And then they didn't get enough versatility either. Offensive line and otherwise. Sometimes you take a running back and he ends up at free safety. Sometimes you take a free safety and he ends up at receiver. Sometimes you take a corner, he ends up at running back. It, it's it's all over the map. Take guys with the ability to play multiple spots. I had somebody that worked at Florida State once tell me, just to use it as an example, recruit in the secondary, all corners, unless a guy is just unbelievable at safety. He wanted everybody to be able to cover first. And that's fair. That's fair. But at the same time, you have to be able to get guys that can move to play different positions. So here's the here's the biggest takeaway that I have based on what Florida State's got going on right now. Number one, and this is this is a big deal. They balanced it out in the last year, year and a half with the transfer board. They haven't been at this spot in years, but I think they're about to hit that point where not only can they be balanced because of the ranking, they beat the bejesus out of LSU, you can take that next step and be truly, truly elite because you're going to start getting high school kids that are four and five star guys at a higher rate. And in two years, instead of being around 50%, unlike the blue chip index or whatever you want to go by, they could be at 65, 70%. And then you can compete for titles consistently. Can't have holes though. Receiver, corner, tight end, linebacker. Can't have something another team can go after and make you look lesser at other spots where you actually have talent. That's the key. So everybody, thank you very much. You have a great day and I will talk to you again tomorrow.